second violation. Very true. Um, very true. But either way, that's about the, all the time we have. Thank you very much for listening here on 88.3 WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Thank you very much to Vanessa Litchard and Andy Laidlaw. My name is Nick Hornberg. Have a great day, everybody, and go blue. It's about 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. Oh, boy. Uh, What a week. I guess just on a very quick personal note, I attended the Jim Gertz uh, Memorial last night at at a local pub. And I understand that James DePogny also had a uh, a get-together yesterday at the Zal Gaz Grotto. Uh, These were both fantastic, important local people involved in music. James DePogny, I didn't know, uh, but he was a jazz expert and a professor of music here at the University of Michigan. I picked up some of this information from the... Ever venerable, ever valuable Michael G. Nastus. And Jim Gertz had about 10 permutations of Mr. Large Beat. So if you've ever heard of anything called Large Beat Experience or Mr. Large Beat, he was a very creative, innovative sort of band leader. Uh, and it's amazing to see all the people locally that were in various bands of Jim Gertz over the years. And just uh, pretty darn nice guy, too. Real nice guy. I used to drink beer with him all the time. I won't say where, but uh, very nice guy and very creative. Uh, you don't hear theremin experts very often, and they were passing out little E.T. men because Jim had a thing about UFOs and the theremin. Uh, so... Uh, they will be sorely missed, but both James DePogny and Mr. Largebeat uh, contributed mightily to the local music scene in their own ways, and uh, they will be missed. Boy, where to begin? Well, yeah, where to begin? Uh, I, I guess I'll just paraphrase good old Struther Martin. What we have here is a failure to exonerate. Um, 
you know, to, to, to find out news that Donald Trump is now talking about treason and he and Lindsey Graham want to continue an investigation into the investigation, I'm kind of like, okay, be my guest. Uh, we need to know more. Uh, I was commenting outside before the show that Pauline Kael once saw Dr. Strangelove of the movie. And her movie review said that it's not a good movie because there's nothing funny about it. And I thought, wait this, a minute. This is why Pauline Kael's uh, reputation, I think, is grossly overrated. Yeah. She has a singular, almost refusal to enjoy any of Stanley Kubrick's films. But to say that about Dr. Strangelove, yeah. it's one of the funniest movies ever made. Sure. Exactly because... It's deadly serious. Exactly. And, of course, so you, you have to say to yourself, were her and I watching the same movie? Right. Well, I don't care about Mr. Barr's uh, analysis of the Mueller report, Mueller report. We need to see the Mueller report. End of story. Um, he's been on the job, like, I don't know, six weeks. And I don't have the information in front of me. I'll talk more about this next week. But he participated mightily in the Iran-Contra cover-up. So this is not um, well, Mr. You, judicial pure man. Yeah, you know? I mean, you might argue that in a more honest enterprise, he would have recused since the document that he wrote that quite possibly procured him the position of attorney general was basically sort of an out-of-the-blue open argument that, well, obstruction of justice doesn't even really apply to a president uh, in these certain contexts and scenarios. He's got a sort of a broad uh, view of the sweeping powers of the executive branch. Sure. He almost adopted the Nixon-David Frost. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Can't be illegal if the president says so. Uh, whatever. Uh, obstruction of justice, yeah, that's going to continue. This notion, by the way, that Donald Trump has been vindicated or is out of the woods is ridiculous. There are uh, ongoing criminal investigations in New York City, Virginia, Washington, D.C. Uh, you know, you can almost do a kind of a joking Harper's Index of the Mueller report and, and the whole... Uh, controversy about this. I just wanted to read a couple of these funny numbers. Um, number of attacks on the uh, by Trump on the FBI, unknown. Um, number of Russians of continuing interest to investigators looking into legal matters regarding quote-unquote collusion, which is another phony uh, issue. So we're smoking guns, by the way. 24. A uh, number of contacts between Donald Trump campaign people and Russian operatives, 102. Number of indictments secured by Mueller, 37. Number of convictions, 7. Well, there's, of course, a pending trial still with Roger Stone. And then we have Donald Trump. Number of times that he mentioned the word witch hunt. 183. Number of assertions of no collusion, 71. So Donald Trump had a story and he stuck to it. But it's a false story. It's a false narrative.
Well, and stand back and behold the circus as now he uses this to fashion into some sort of new attack weapon. It's the new Donald Trump. It's the new Donald Trump, emboldened. And uh, we'll see how much success they have or how far they actually attempt to pursue investigating the investigation. Uh, The silence over the weekend uh, regarding, uh, well, the president hasn't tweeted in 19 hours. That itself became a story. Sure. uh, Is kind of remarkable. But the fact that the very small fragments of Mueller's language that appear in Barr's summary... By the way, this is like instead of reading uh, Virgil's Aeneid, reading the Cliff Notes summary. Once upon a time. (laughs) Right. Uh, It was a dark and stormy night. Those are different things. The only uh, fragment, uh, there's just a handful of them from Mueller's language in Barr's letter. Uh, But I would think uh, for the president's defenders, the term, uh, this does not exonerate. I mean, it explicitly says that. Yeah. That's one of the Mueller quotes. So why the celebration? I suppose it's okay. It's an anxiety release. Sure. I get it. Uh, you you want to feel good. Uh, it seems like the other shoe has dropped. But again, we're, we're talking about a centipede here um, with the wide ranging uh, corrupt and nefarious enterprises that this guy has been involved with both prior to running for office, during running for office, and actually being elected. But the fat lady has yet to sing. Has not sung. Barr is not the fat lady. Although he's, he's a guy saying, I heard the fat lady sing, and here's pretty much the gist of what she said. But until we hear the fat lady sing, she hasn't sung. Well, and that's why, of course, we need to see the Mueller report. And by the way, if there's no conspiracy... Um, I don't see how there can be any information that's classified. Let's let's say the whole thing. I don't want to uh, hear about redactions and other nonsense. Uh, you know, the, the star report was 445 pages. I don't know how long this quote report really is, but it's kind of hard to believe that uh, uh, Bill Barr was able to digest the whole thing uh, in... Uh, a day? That's that's some serious reading. Yeah, Friday there. afternoon to Sunday afternoon, and of course his uh, interpretation of events, uh, kind of remarkable. It's also remember, by the way, that the Senate Intelligence Committee, headed by Richard, don't call me Aaron Burr, and Mark, don't call me Pop Warner. Uh, Burr is the Republican from North Carolina. Warren is the Democrat from Virginia. They have been repeatedly asserting that they're not going to release a report until after the Mueller report. So they've been holding back on their uh, investigation. Uh, That's the Senate Intelligence Committee. There are three House committees looking into various aspects of um, this whole scandal and what to make of 102 contacts with uh, Trump campaign aides and Russians known Russians, Uh, this kind of strange framing of the debate. I had no contact with Russia. Well, what is Russia? It's this landmass. And uh, one can just picture, um, you know, let's remember that it was Donald Trump over in Helsinki who uh, basically trusted the word of 
Vladimir Putin said, I brought it up with him. I was very tough. And I believe him, not our intelligence people. And by the way, they have, they have asserted repeatedly that there were interfer- there was interference by the Russians in the 2016 election. How that translated into votes, we don't know. There were 126 million uh, disruptions uh, or posts on Facebook uh, by Russian uh, operatives. Um, and there are a number of dates that Donald Trump uh, can't sweep under the rug. He hired Carter Page and George Papadopoulos on uh, about the 23rd of March 2016 as top foreign policy advisors. He described Papadopoulos, by the way, as a top-notch energy consultant. He had There was a meeting in Trump Tower on the 9th of June 2016 with Don Jr., several Russians. Some of them are still under investigation. Some of them have testified. Love to read the testimony of Rob Goldstone, you know, the, <laughs> the rock and roll promoter who somehow had a role in the meeting at Trump Tower. By the way, that's, that's Trump Tower. That's in a building formerly owned by Donald Trump where he sold... 1,300 condominiums to various Russian oligarchs, gangsters. You tell me uh, who they were and what Trump was doing. So this idea that he had no contact with Russians is really hard to uh, to stomach. It's just pure nonsense. Um, so, I mean, look, the merry-go-round is going to go on. Uh, we have... Uh, Andrew McCabe, he's got a lawsuit pending against Donald Trump. Uh, So there's uh, way more stuff coming down the pike. Donald Trump ain't out of the woods. No, not by a long shot. Uh, Celebrations notwithstanding. Actually, two sort of quick reaction viewpoints or scenarios. One of which is that for a lot of people, the Mueller report feels like a big letdown that because we haven't yet been able to see the actual contents of the report itself, uh, the sort of arc of the story has been altered by Barr's maneuvering here, which seems essentially partisan. And so while uh, the extensive number of interviews and subpoenas and all the research and the indictments that were generated by the front end of the Mueller report, this is like when you're a kid and you see a present under the Christmas tree and you pick it up and you shake it and it sounds like, oh, this is that racetrack I wanted. Oh, this sounds a lot like that racetrack I wanted. And then uh, the day comes to open the present and you find out it's a sweater. Well, you know, sweaters are nice. Sweaters have use. Sweaters have function. But this sweater's too big. It doesn't even fit you yet. Uh, so you won't be able to wear this sweater for a few years. Think of the Mueller report in that context. Uh, once we discover what's in it, I'm convinced that there's got to be information that is running the gambit from awkward, difficult to explain to impeachable maneuvers. Maybe not criminal, uh, you know, uh, provable beyond a shadow of a doubt, uh, criminal offenses, but the kind of behaviors, like for example, why all the lies if there's no collusion? Why did so many people so consistently lie about it? Why the Helsinki reach around with Putin? Why the consistent refusal to address the ongoing threat 
that was and is uh, Russian cyber attacks. Um, uh, these are things which have uh, yet to be uh, explained away. So uh, the celebration that, oh, uh, no collusion is uh, now proven, quote unquote, by Barr's interpretation of the Mueller report. Are you kidding me? That's the woohoo moment for these guys that, oh, right, we're not criminals. But that means that the best possible spin on this interpretation is that you were consistently uh, unwitting dupes. Yeah, it's like the Ed Meese involvement with WedTech and the Iran-Contra affair. Um, you know, there's an interesting observation uh, by Neil Katyal, uh, today, Katyal uh, today in uh, the New York Times uh, about the problems with the Barr letter. I just wanted to feature one kind of interesting point. Donald Trump, of course, said that he would be be willing to be interviewed by Mr. Mueller. Yet never was. Never was. He backed down. His lawyers told him, don't do it. Um, so all the bluster of Donald Trump. Uh, maybe Mueller would have asked him about the bone spurs. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, show us your bone spurs, uh, Mr. Trump. But uh, Neil caught. Y'all writes on the facts, Mr. Barr says that the government would need to prove that Trump acted with, quote, corrupt intent, unquote, and that there were no such actions. But how did Mr. Barr know? Did he ever attempt to interview Mr. Trump about his intentions? What kind of a prosecutor would make a decision about someone's intent without trying to talk to him? Question mark. Okay. That's the whole point about a, quote, crime. Some of these crimes are very difficult to uh, prove. This, by the way, is why there were so many guilty pleas and out-of-court settlements with the, with the financial crisis. Uh, these are very complicated, difficult crimes to prove in court, some of them. And conspiracy is one of them. Conspiracy theories... Uh, you know, Alex Jones is a specialist on that. What what do they mean? What does the word conspiracy mean even? It varies. And if you can't prove corrupt intent, uh, you may have difficulty uh, proving a, quote, criminal case. But that doesn't mean that Donald Trump did not uh, exhibit corrupt intent. Seems like he did. Right. And this is where uh, something that's sort of getting lost in the shuffle and in the disappointment here is that obstruction is a crime regardless of whether or not actual crimes can be proven or prosecuted. Uh, that's, uh, you know, uh, cooperation and, you know, truth finding are at the heart, one would hope, of the entire enterprise of the legal system. So this weird sort of Mobius strip loop that Barr has sort of created for himself, it's going to be a little difficult to argue out of. We can't find for obstruction because no crimes were found. But as you mentioned, the president himself never testified uh, in speech. So it's impossible to ascertain the uh, corrupt possibility of corrupt intent or the manner in which he's uh, dissembling or hiding things. So a refusal to... Uh, cooperate with the investigation itself, a 
kind of you know passive aggressive form of obstruction. Uh, maybe you can't prove collusion because he didn't testify. Sure. So, uh, well, look at all this... the false statements that he made publicly. I mean, he participated in the um, false chronology uh, that was thrown out there about his son's involvement. Yeah, in they the... whipped it up on the plane on the way back. That's, yeah, yeah. What do we? What? How? What? How can we ascertain what it means when Don McGahn, a uh, sort of constitutional lawyer who worked for Trump, threatened to resign if he if he fired Mueller? That was actually under discussion by uh, the Donald unit. Uh, let's remember some other dates that uh, Trump is not going to be able to uh, sweep under his rug, you know, his his uh, hairdo. Uh, the the twenty eighth uh, uh, of uh, July. Uh, this is when he publicly implored Russia, "Are you listening? Where are the emails? Where are the missing emails?" Now, how did he know there were missing emails? How did he decide that he wanted to ask Russia about them if he didn't have some foreknowledge of them? Uh, inquiring minds want to know, including David Becker. Uh, let's remember that on the 7th of October, uh, the date that Donald Trump was exposed as a fraud on charitable giving regarding the VA uh, situation uh, involving Iowa vets. Mm. That was exposed by David Farenthold of the Washington Post. The day of the Hollywood video coming out. When when Donald Trump demonstrated to humanity that he's just a perfect gentleman. Yeah, what about the 19 lawsuits that uh, he promised to file? They're nowhere to be found. But let's remember that WikiLeaks dumped more emails half an hour after that. Was Julian Assange ever interviewed by Robert Mueller and his investigators? I mean, I understand that he's having problems in the Ecuadorian embassy in London tending to his cats. He was admonished for having too, <clears throat> ma too many cats that are making a big mess. Doesn't Britain have enough to concern itself with? <laughs> they were threatening to, threatening to evict Julian Assange. What does Roger Stone know about the WikiLeaks? In fact, was Michael Cohen uh, present when um, Roger Stone called uh, Donald Trump on the phone and discussed WikiLeaks? And, you know, here's another big, fat, juicy morsel sitting out in the open that people seem to have wandered away from. A month or so ago, it emerged that the uh, the revelations that uh, Paul Manafort had shared uh, campaign polling data with uh, the Russian Kalimnik. Kalimnik, yeah. Who has intelligence connections. And uh, one of Mueller's prosecutors uh, made the argument that this matter lies at the heart of our investigation. Sure. Yet Barr's letter contains no hints or inklings about any of that element. I mean, that's part of the counterintelligence aspect of Mueller's operation, and certainly within the purview of his special investigation. Uh, if that's at the heart of the investigation, yet it's nowhere to be found so far, uh, what are we to make of that? Well, and also let's remember that polling data like this, uh, internal polling data, whatever you want to call it, national polling data, is often about demographics it's Precisely. about 
white men between the ages of 44 and 59. People who you're trying to figure out how to to market Manipulate. Yeah. Cambridge Analytica. Mm -hmm. Let's remember that the British equivalent of the FBI is looking in to Cambridge Analytica's role in the Brexit stuff. Well, lo and behold, some of Donald Trump's campaign people were in contact with Cambridge Analytica from time to time. Uh, Steve Bannon. You know, uh, we got Bannon, we got Papadopoulos, we got uh, uh, Carter Page. You know, I I was amused to hear uh, one of the Republican congressmen actually claim that Carter Page's civil rights might have been violated. I'm like, no, he was under investigation by the FBI quite some time ago. Yeah, because he had been solicited uh, and uh, recruited, essentially, by known Russian operatives. Yeah. So, you know, and that intelligence came through. I mean, let's, yeah, sure, let's relook at the uh, Steele dossier. Of course, what kind of a president is Donald Trump? How revealing that on Friday afternoon, before we knew that the Mueller report would be dumped, uh, I I think that came like right around 5 o'clock. Very convenient. All the Washington bureaucrats are, are gone. They're all on 495 going home. This is what Trump did on Friday. Get this. President Trump, this is from Alan Rappaport, undercut his own Treasury Department on Friday with a sudden announcement that he had rolled back newly imposed sanctions on North Korea, appearing to overrule national security experts in favor of Kim Jong-un. Quote, this is Trump's tweet. It was announced today by the U.S. Treasury that additional large-scale sanctions would be added to those already existing sanctions on North Korea, Mr. Trump tweeted. I have today ordered the withdrawal of those additional sanctions! Exclamation point. This is the Donald unit, uh, you know, not knowing what his own government is doing, setting policy by tweet. Which, is that like a legal executive order? I, I don't know. I thought they had to be signed. What is it based on? I mean, is he Mr. Dennison? Is he Mr. Melania Trump? Oh, yeah. He had a big fight with John McCain last week, who's been dead for seven months, and apparently George Conway, husband of Kellyanne Conway. Unemployed circus clown. What? A circus that that is just going to continue. Uh, she, of course, is out defending the president. So there are a lot of things to continue to look at. Uh, what kind of uh, <clears throat> stuff is going to emerge from the log after it's rolled over? Gee, that was a phrase used by Michael Cohen, um, who is cooperating. And, of course, that's another matter, the bribery issue. Now, you know, it's interesting that today Stormy Daniels' lawyer was apparently arrested for trying to extort money from the Nike Shoe Corporation. Right in the middle of basketball frenzy orgasm. <laughs> so what's that? What, what is that all about? I'm, I'm a little unclear if Donald Trump is going to start tweeting about that. He probably will. I mean, why, why wouldn't he? Because that guy, who always seemed too much of a, of a self-promoter to be fully trustworthy, in my own personal view. Right. Um, Con man. For months. Just a sort of a, yeah, a a shyster a little bit. 
uh, you know, maybe fighting the good fight on behalf of Stormy Daniels, but ultimately uh, largely about his own self-promotion, alas. Um, but yeah, uh, in previous uh, media appearances by that guy, uh, Trump was quickly, you know, on top. Oh, the porn lawyer, the porn lawyer. Well, why are you trying to uh, defame him by denouncing him as a porn lawyer? He's representing your former girlfriend. That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> who apparently enjoyed spanking you with a rolled-up, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> magazine cover of Donald Trump. How can you tar the guy for being the porn star lawyer when you're the porn star boyfriend? I mean, history was made that Ridiculous. day. Donald Trump got to kiss his own arse. <laughs> when Stormy Daniels spanked him with a rolled-up magazine cover with Donald Trump on the cover. That's what I call self-love, baby. <laughs> okay, we're getting a little uh, silly here. We've notched down the... Uh, the uh, well, you know, this it, it's... But it is absurdity. It, it's, it's absurd. It, yeah. And it's, let's face it, and I'm sure everybody could agree on this, regardless of how you... Uh, anticipated the uh, Mueller report that the anxiety that this whole thing has produced for not just Americans, uh, but for people all around the world. Uh, just the, and the, oh, the, the report drops on Friday, but we're not going to know anything until maybe Sunday. And then you get just these tantalizing little things that aren't really very substantial at all. So it's just this constant, what the heck is going on? What is this new reality? Sure. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. It's exhausting. And people are, they're burning out. Yeah. And some people are, you know, drinking more or, or, or binge eating or just sort of succumbing to the depression of, this is more than I can bear. And then, of course, most people are have real problems. Nobody, exactly. Nobody right. was caring about the Mueller report. They're watching NCAA basketball, the people in a, Nebraska and... Iowa are doing some canoeing. You got family uh, out concerns, of medical and, situations, any, you know. And how fascinating to learn the day before that uh, Jared Kushner and uh, Ivanka Trump, I'm not sure whether I want to call her Miss Jared Kushner or what, but uh, they had email. Right. Private yeah. emails. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Are you listening, wasn't Russia? That, wasn't, right. Wasn't that a lock up? Lock up. Lock offense? her up. Yeah. 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 So the hypocrisy uh, will will uh, never cease to amaze. I'd just like to thank uh, Andrew for engineering this evening here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Yazoo City Calling coming up next. And uh, Dick and I would like to remind you that the Ann Arbor Film Festival conven uh, commences tomorrow. It's going to run through Sunday, the 31st of March. And this is a... A local event of international consequence. This is the oldest uh, experimental film festival in North America and one of the oldest ones in the world. And it's a rare opportunity, although for us, luckily, a regular opportunity to see emerging talents, emerging techniques, great documentaries, uh, fantastical films that are like paintings that move. Uh, opening night is not to be missed. The Friday night animation show is always a very strong program. And the winners are on Sunday. So if you, uh, you know, have conflicts in your schedule, choose wisely as to when to go. But uh, don't miss it. You've got uh, hours and hours worth of uh, potential films to catch uh, right downtown at the Michigan Theater and the State Theater and a couple of other locations in downtown Ann Arbor, where we care about arts and culture. Yes, indeedy.
Jerry's up next. Yazoo City calling.